For our text this morning, we'll read from Colossians, the third chapter. We'll begin at verse 1, Colossians 3, 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, I'm going to read that again. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. The gospel was never intended to be an, an additive. We were, we were lost. In fact, we were without hope. And then a kind Savior submitted to the will of our Heavenly Father, and He came on a mission of mercy. It was of great cost. Cost Him His life. And Calvary is a wonderful, wonderful story. And it's a real one. And it has real consequences and real effects. But I'll tell you, if there's ever a mistake that is made when it comes to the mighty gospel of Christ and the souls of men, it's that he came to somehow just make life a little better. Nothing could be from, farther from the truth. He came to change course entirely. We heard about that Friday night. What a, these meetings have been beautiful, haven't they? What a thrill. And I, I admit, I, I have observed them uh, at a distance on that webcam. But I'll tell you, that's, even that's wonderful. You know, they, I, I view it with my eyes. But I'll tell you, the, uh, the Spirit of Almighty God visits us there. But I'd like to go back to this, this account. It's a great account. The, it shows a good man. The Bible says that, in fact, uh, I believe it was the uh, Gospel of Matthew, refers to him as a, as a young man. It's the Gospel of Luke that refers to him that he was a ruler. He had succeeded pretty good heights in, in life in a short time. But he had done it rightfully, it seems. He had, he had loved the right things. And, and you know, the Lord not only gives us a, a spiritual parameters that are so helpful and bless us so much as, as people, but he also gives us uh, just, just the normal order of life. There are things that in life, in business, that if you'll just follow them. The Bible uh, uh, charts a, a map out there for us that, that will bring us a, a great degree of success even in this life. You know, even in the business world, Christian people would sometimes be surprised at how, how successful the business world is because uh, they follow the, the, the precepts even in God's Word. They may not even be saved or believing individuals. But the fact that they, he honored his mom and dad. 
The fact that he, he, was, he was caring of his neighbor. Those things had, had, had helped him travel down the road a long ways and, and, and achieved uh, heights that uh, many had not. This man also had something that, was, uh, that you and I want to think about, and that is, it was God-given, he had a conscience. A conscience that was tender. You see, our conscience is the messenger of the soul given to us by God. A conscience is able to decipher right and wrong, truth and false. He had chosen early on that, that he liked the feel and the, and the look of truth. And this story tells us how that I, I don't believe he was uh, uh, grandstanding or, or making a show for anybody, uh, but he had a, a dying question, and that was uh, eternal life. How in the world can I obtain it? You know, he, that, that tells us uh, uh, some other things. Uh, the Sadducees, who were his contemporaries, they were hard-hearted religious people, gave the Lord much trouble. They didn't believe in, in, in the resurrection. They didn't believe in eternal life. But he had, he had found his way through that unbelief on, on, their, on their part and said, you know what, I believe there is eternal life. And he came running to Jesus. Whether he really perceived him to be the Son of God, he called him good master. Nonetheless, he wanted an answer to uh, that weighty question. And it is that. It is a weighty question. Eternal life. It was, it was somewhat extraordinary that he was a, a young person and he, he felt so compelled to have an answer to that particular question. Many young people feel like they are young and therefore they have so much ahead of them. We know that sometimes that's not true. Sometimes a young life is, is, uh, is taken from us uh, way, way before it should be, we feel. But you know what? He, he, had a, he had the right thought here, and that was that, you know, if I can get that eternal life question answered, I can live better. He was right. He was right. He was, he was dead on. And you know, uh, this, this story, uh, it, it's... it's it's power to fall to us in that um, he couldn't have gone to a better place. He went, I don't know, as I say, I don't know if, if he truly understood that Jesus was the Son of God, that he was uh, the, the very author of eternal life. But I'll tell you, he brought the question to the right one. Master, what, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Oh, that would, uh, that would bring uh, the questions that maybe he wrestled at night over uh, to an end. If he could just know uh, about what it was, the hereafter. Well, you know, our, our wonderful Savior, he was poised to, to give him the, the greatest and most wonderful answer. Was it, uh, yes, there is eternal life. And yes, you can have it. Here it is. This is the doorway, and he opened up the door for him and said, if you want eternal life, go and sell all that you have and come and take up the cross and follow me. 
Oh, I just wish it could have, it could read something else. The Bible doesn't tell us that, that this young man uh, recovered from uh, the poor decision that he made. But I'll tell you, uh, one, one thing is sure that you and I are sent here this morning in time and, and in the wonderful grace of God, uh, with these meetings and the grace of God has, has so evidently come down and blessed. And, and you know what? Uh, we have the power of choice with us. We can make a good choice. Oh, you know, if you, if you continue to read on that chapter there, the disciples were a little bit, uh, uh, un didn't understand exactly all about that. They were, they were young converts indeed. But you know what? This gospel, uh, it, it is in no way when we decide to serve God, we are not uh, uh, taking a step down. We are taking many steps up. And that is not to be understood only in eternal life. That is to be understood in this life. You go, he goes on to say that uh, uh, why the, the disciples, they, they somehow, they, they asked the Lord, they said, well, you know, Lord, we, we have left all and followed you. Well, he came right back to him. He says, you know what? There is nobody that has left houses or lands, mothers or fathers, brothers or sisters, who will not receive in this life a hundredfold. Now, how can you beat that? Are we taking a step down? Not by any means. But you know, uh, th this story tells us of the wonderful grace of Jesus. Oh, he, he reached out to that young man. He wanted so much to just present him with the, with the salvation of God that, would, that he would pay for with his own life. Oh, such peace and joy he would have enjoyed. Such a, such a hope would have been the anchor to his soul. He would have no longer wrestled with the questions of, of what about after this life. Well, I'm not going to just dwell on that. That's enough of that. I'm so glad that there are people that made the right choice. Oh, you know, the, the Bible is full of, of such wonderful people that uh, they, they, they were presented with the same uh, proposition of the gospel. And, and one of them, uh, I'd like to start with his parents. Uh, uh, they, they were uh, in, in a, uh, Egypt there. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the situations were dire. It was, it, was, it was a terrible situation. A boy child was born, and the, the law of the land was then that uh, every boy child would be killed. But, you know, these, uh, this tells us uh, the power of our gospel. The power of our God is able to uh, override all the, uh, the, 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 the devil's emissaries and the devil's uh, onslaughts to uh, destroy and to discourage. Uh, you know, the power of God is amazing. These, uh, this uh, uh, father and mother, they decided early on they were going to serve God no matter what. And you know, it, uh, it just proved to have great dividends in, in their behalf. God went to their rescue. And we know the story how Moses was born. And uh, they, they, she couldn't longer keep him at home. And so she made a little ark of bulrushes. And I, you can only imagine as a mother uh, how that must have felt to push that little ark out into the, uh, the waters of the Nile River. Uh, but you know what? Her faith was in the almighty God of heaven. The one that had created all of heaven and earth. Uh, why she somehow knew that God was going to intervene there. And, uh, and miraculously he did. I tell you what, he, 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 uh, he took Moses, the, the deliverer of Israel, and he put it right in the Pharaoh's court. Right under his nose. 
so much for the power of the king. Well, it says when Moses uh, uh, came to years, uh, he chose. He made a choice. Oh, you know, this morning we have a choice, and it's a good one. Choose to serve Jesus. Choose to uh, make him first, not second, first. You won't find the results if you're, if you're going to make it second. You may as well not even try if you're going to just make it second choice. Oh, you know what? Uh, lay aside everything else and make him your first choice. If you will, you know what? You'll, you'll find God's best. You give, him, you give God your best, he will give you his best. Oh, Moses said, uh, yeah, you know, I don't think it was even a hard choice. He, he looked back, he realized the history, and his, uh, uh, his parents had served God. Uh, he knew that uh, why he, he was, uh, 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 that it was a mighty God. He was the God that uh, had made everything around him. He chose to, uh, he says they so chose to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And, and believe me, it is a season. And it's a very short one at that. But you know what, uh, uh, Moses, uh, uh, you can put that, uh, that choice on fast forward. And, uh, and when the disciples, uh, those uh, disciples went up on the Mount of Transfiguration, there Moses was. He, he, he had passed into the heavens. He was there around with the, with the Lord up there. You know what, uh, uh, that, that's what you and I want. That's what you and I want. This gospel is a, a precious gospel. Jesus uh, is, uh, as we read here, he's at the right hand of the Father this morning to intercede for you and for me. Amen. I'll close this morning with a, with a story that is, that is close to me. It began 63 years ago across the street. It was... December 25th, that fell on a Thursday night. There was a Christmas concert. And there was a young man there for his first time. Relatively new to the apostolic faith. I think, I think he'd been there like two weeks. Was not saved. Wanted to be. He knew the scripture that what would a profit a man if he would gain the world and lose his soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? He had made the decision that he didn't, that wouldn't be worth it. That wouldn't be worth it. He, he wanted to serve Jesus. And uh, he didn't know he thought maybe there might be a prayer service after the concert. There was not. But he went down front, and the Spirit of the Lord was there, so, so powerful. And he raised his heart up to Jesus, and the Lord saved him. Amen. That was my father. I was uh, later born into that home. My mom was wonderfully saved, and I was given a Christian home. And, and you know something, uh, uh, I, I saw uh, the gospel lived out. Uh, and there, there was choices daily that reiterated the fact that this was not uh, just an additive to life. This was their life. Amen. They, they served him. And, and you know what? My dad was a, he was a, a, as far as an occupation, 
He was a mill worker. But you know what was taught? He was a Christian. He was a born again child of God. And he was on his way to heaven. I knew that. And, I, and you know what? As a, as a young person, I can remember not appreciating that. We, we had Bible reading and prayer every day, every night. It seemed like dad would choose the longest chapter he could. And in fact, I was ashamed of it. I remember thinking, I'm not going to bring my young friends in here because I don't want them to see what goes on here. Oh, saints, you know the gospel? I, I am so glad for the mercy of God. I'm so glad that uh, even though a person can be so obstinate, I can remember driving by the, the church there in Dallas and the, and the lights were on and I was, as a young person, and thinking, you know what, I, I know all about that in there. I don't want any part of it. But I'll tell you, the mercy of God reached out and drew me unto him. I'm so thankful uh, that I surrendered. And you know what? That's what it takes. Uh, you know what? You, you can have this mighty and pure gospel, li a living reality in your soul today. If you're not saved here this morning, you can get saved. It'll be real to you. You'll have your own testimony. You won't, you won't have to get hyped up about it. I'll tell you what, you'll be hyped up about it. You'll be able to stand up and say, you know what? I, I prayed and the Lord saved me. If you're saved this morning, the best thing for you to do is, is just continue on. In fact, it's the most natural thing. Yeah, it's the most natural as, as, as breathing is to, is to just continue seeking the Lord and he'll sanctify you. Oh, we're, we're uh, in, in, a, in a rich history uh, of the uh, dispensation of the gospel of grace and of the old time gospel. And you know what? Uh, uh, this, this would be uh, the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. Where the comforter would come in and he would comfort you. And he will lead you and he will guide you. And he will direct your footsteps. And when, and when the pathway of life seems so dim, you don't know which way to go, you can go and he'll help you. Oh, you can receive your baptism this morning. God bless every one of you. I, I believe that, you know, uh, the, uh, this, these gospel meetings, uh, I, I don't believe that they shadow at all in comparison with that exchange between that rich young ruler and Jesus. We have felt His grace here. We have felt His presence here. He has called and, and spoken and, 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 and asked you to come. Oh, don't, don't loiter. Uh, come this morning. Whatever you need, God will satisfy your soul. He said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. He will do it. He will, he'll honor His word. We're going to sing song number 596. You know, we have the blessed privilege of gathering about the place of prayer. Uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the, this, this is it right here. Oh, you know, uh, uh, you, and this morning, you don't have to stand as my dad did, but you can get down and people will pray with you. They'll encourage you. Uh, but you know what? If your heart is just open, oh, Jesus will come in. He'll give you such joy, such peace. Do it today. Don't wait. Uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And, you know, you don't have to look uh, very far in this world to realize that there's great trouble out there. But I'll tell you what, uh, there's a great city over there, yonder, that's waiting for all of us. God bless each one of you. Come and let's pray.